Did you know that as a believer, you already have all the tools you need through God's divine power to live effectively for Him? We'll talk about it next on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. God's supernatural divine power has deposited every single thing in your life that you need to live out to your utmost potential what it means to be a follower of God. Wow! That should answer, do I have what it takes? This is Bold Steps Weekend, featuring the teaching ministry of Moody Bible Institute President Mark Job. And Mark, today you're going to start a new series for us titled Bullseye Living, Staying on Target with God. Why don't you introduce the series to us? Second Peter really challenges us with this question, are we living on target? And so the readers are challenged. You need to get back to living on target for God. And uh, this first message really is challenging us and letting us know, hey, God has equipped you to live on target. You have all the tools you need to live maxed out for the kingdom of God. Mark, as we start, you began in Second Peter 2 by introducing us to a very unlikely church leadership candidate. All right, I want you to take your Bibles this morning and turn to Second Peter. It's 2 Peter, which is found towards the end of your Bibles, right before 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, Revelation. For those of you that are new to your Bible, it's the second letter of Peter. Peter wrote two books, 1st Peter, 2nd Peter. And yes, this is the Peter that's known in the New Testament as Simon Peter. Now, I love Peter because Peter was just a regular, ordinary guy. You know what he was? He was a fisherman. What he was good at was mending nets, Casting fish. Have you ever been around fishermen? Like the guys that, you know, work with their hands? I have before, and they're kind of a rough crowd. You know, they smell like fish. They're out in the sea a lot. They're not very sophisticated in their speaking. They're, they're, they're just, you know, down-to-earth, good old people that make their, uh, their living off of the ocean. And it's not a glorious, glamorous job. It's just a hard, tough job. Peter was one of those guys. And he had this incredible, impetuous spirit. He's the guy that when he saw Jesus walking on the water, he said, hey, this looks great. Jesus asked me to come to you. And he jumps out of the boat while everybody else was safe and secure in the boat. He starts walking on the water and then he starts drowning. So he goes from walking on the water to drowning and Jesus has to go pull him out and say, oh, you have a little faith, Peter. How long do I have to be with you? He's the guy that when, when Jesus was being arrested, remember what happened? Peter pulls out his sword, chops off someone's ear. Jesus says, okay, I got to clean up after this guy. Puts his ear back on, he heals him. You know, that's Peter. Peter's the guy that... Jesus said, you're going to deny me and leave me. And he said, oh, no, not me, Jesus. Oh, man, I'll go with you to the death. I'll follow you all the way. And Jesus said to him, before dawn comes, you will have denied me three times. And sure enough, Peter denied him three times. And one time he cursed and cussed a little bit just to make sure people didn't think he was a follower of Jesus. So Peter was this impulsive, big-hearted, God-loving fishermen. And God decided to make Peter one of the pillars of the early church. And if you think this morning that 
God can't use you because you don't have a degree in theology. And if you think that, well, I, I don't know that much. I'm not sure God can use me. I want to say that God loves to use ordinary people that have an extraordinary encounter with God to turn the world upside down. So never disqualify yourself because of your background, because God loves to use people that others would say, no way. And God has an incredible way of doing that. And Peter, this fisherman, ends up writing two books in the Bible, inspired by the Holy Spirit, very powerful books. And I believe his message is to the ordinary person. And the first question that Peter answers is for people that are asking themselves this question, do I really have what it takes to make it with God? Well, that question is going to be answered. So it starts in verse 1. Simon Peter, it's interesting to me that uh, that Peter uses his old name and his new name. His, his old name before he met Jesus was Simon. When Jesus met him, Jesus said, Peter, he said, Simon, son of Barjona, your name is going to be changed to Peter. Because Simon was real up and down. He was like a roller coaster. He was more like a, he was more like a weed. And Jesus said, you're going to be like a rock. So your name now is going to be Rock. You know, I, I love that because oftentimes God speaks to our life in faith. God spoke to Abram and said, your name is going to be Abraham. Abraham means the father of a great nation. And you remember how many kids Abram had when he changed his name to father of a great nation? Zero. He had no kids. Imagine introducing yourself. Hi, what's your name? My name is Father of a Great Nation. Oh, wow, you must have a big clan. No, none. <laughs> but by faith, I'm believing that I'm going to have a lot of kids. And, and, and Peter the same way. Uh, Peter was very unstable. He wasn't a solid, foundational, rock kind of guy. And Jesus looked at him and says, your name's going to be Rock. I know people don't think you're a rock right now. I know you look real unstable right now. I know people would not call you that, but by faith, I'm calling you rock because I believe your life is going to be stable and strong, really stable and strong in God. So I'm wondering what the Spirit of God is calling you today. I'm wondering what name God is speaking into your life when everybody else is calling you something else, but God is saying, but you know what I'm going to call you in faith? I'm going to call you what you're not yet, but what you're becoming. I'm going to speak into your life what others don't even know you are, but in faith, I believe that you're going to become. I believe that's the way God works. So just so we're reminded of who he was, he introduces himself and says, my name, hi, this is Simon Peter, a servant an apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. So he says, I'm writing to other people that have faith as well. He introduces himself and he gives a greeting that was a common greeting in those days, grace and peace. I love that greeting. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Sounds better than, hey, what's up, dude, right? Grace and peace. This just sounds deeper than that. And you know why you know why he says grace and peace? Because I believe grace and peace are two things that we really need in life. Grace is the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. Peace 
is the inner contentment that we need in the middle of trial and tribulation when we know that God is on the throne and no matter what comes at us, we're going to be okay. Grace and peace. So he says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, this word knowledge, 11 times in 2 Peter you'll find the word or a derivative of the word knowledge found there because Peter puts a lot of emphasis on knowledge. Knowledge opens up doors for you. Knowledge of God opens up doors for you for things that you need. It's the key to unlock the closets of God's warehouse that you need for your life. Now he jumps in the content of his letter and he begins in verse 3. This verse, by the way, those of you that are taking notes or those of you that feel free to write in your Bible, this verse needs to be underlined in your Bible. This verse, if you could grasp it and understand it, could change your life. Let me read it slowly to you. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Wow. Mega truth. His Divine power. Whose divine power? God's divine power. Divine means from deity, means from God. God's supernatural. This is not talking about natural power. It's not talking about uh, fuel and power. This is not talking about uh, nuclear energy. It's not talking about uh, electrical power. It's not talking about how much you can bench press. This is talking about His divine power that's the greatest, most powerful force in the universe, the power of God, the power that created the heavens and the earth, the power that rose Jesus from the dead, defeating death and sin, the power that breathed in the man and made him a living creature. His divine, supernatural, out-of-this-world power has come down and has landed on your life and has given you everything not some things, not partially, not 20%, not 30%, 100% of all that you need to live out your life and to live out your life in godliness. 100% provided and supplied for your life. What he's saying is that God's supernatural divine power has deposited every single thing in your life that you need to live out to your utmost potential what it means to be a follower of God. Wow! That should answer, do I have what it takes? And we'll learn more about how to connect to that divine power in just a moment. This is Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job and the first day of a new series of messages titled Bullseye Living, Staying on Target with God. Before we get back to the message, though, I want to remind you to go and subscribe to the Bold Steps Weekend podcast so you'll hear these biblical teachings while you exercise or take a lunch break any time of the day. By subscribing, you'll have all of Mark's teachings automatically delivered to your phone or mobile device, allowing you to easily catch up on anything you may have missed on the radio. Just search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job in your podcast app and then click the subscribe button. And if you've ever wondered what the Bible has to say about having a strong marriage or how God redeems the past for His purposes, these are just a couple of the topics you can watch Mark Job teach on through our new Bold Steps YouTube channel. 
So be sure to subscribe there as well by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in the website handle youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Well, knowledge is a key to unlocking the access to this divine power Mark's been talking about. So let's get back to the message now on Bold Steps Weekend. So someone can come to me and say, hey, you know, Pastor Mark, man, your car looks like it needs some repair. Guess what? We're going to give you the best tools around to fix your car. I mean, we're going to give you a, a, a garage full of tools to fix your broken down car. I mean, they're the latest, the best. I mean, we're going to... And I would go into the garage, and you know what I would do? I would say, whoa, these are nice tools. Nice. My car would still be broken, though. I can make sure the tools are dusted, and I could make sure they're all in their proper place. But here's the thing. If I don't know how to apply the knowledge of those tools to fixing my car, I may have all that I need to fix it, but I don't know how to apply it to my life. So my problem is not a problem of having what I need, my problem is a problem of of applying what I need to the problem. Are you tracking with me? Uh, Some of us feel like we lack something in our life as believers, and I want to say you don't lack anything. According to this verse, Peter's telling us you have every single thing that you need to face every trial of life, to be married, to raise kids, to make it in life, to be successful in business. You have everything that you need to be able to be all that God wants you to be. It's latent inside of you. You don't need to access more. It's not that you don't have it. It's already inside of you because of God's divine power deposited in you. It's there. You may not know how to access it, but it's already deposited within your being. And how did it come there? All of his divine power has given us everything that we need for life. The word in the Greek is zoe. Life means every general aspect of life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And that was the way that it comes to you. The, the door that opens up all of these goodness to you is knowledge. Knowledge of him. Knowledge of him. So you have all that deposited inside of you, but it comes to you via the knowledge of him. The more that you know about God, it comes, the key that unlocks the door is the, is the word knowledge. You know about God. You learn about his promises. You grow in your knowledge of who he is. The Bible says my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. You see, unless we have knowledge, we can't access what, and this is knowledge of him, knowledge of the word that describes who he is to us, knowledge about the things of God, the word of God, the principles of God. And here's what he says. So, Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, he called us, we didn't call him. I I understand oftentimes I hear new believers say, and maybe, and not so new believers uh, say, well, I found God. And I understand what you mean by that, but let me tell you, it can't be more wrong. You didn't find God. God was never lost. God has always been calling out to you and calling your name via the Holy Spirit since you were a small child. 
When you were in your mother's womb, the Holy Spirit still loved you and called out to you through your entire life. God has been giving signals and signs of his existence to you and calling your name. And he's done it through people and through messages and through things. He's awakened you in your spirit so you knew something was wrong before you came to know him. He's been calling out, reaching out to you so you don't find God. God is found you and you simply respond to the God that's been reaching out to you that's the way it works and it says by his but who 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 called us by his own glory and his goodness it's out of his glory and goodness that God called us listen to verse four through these he has given us his very great and precious promises you see the word of God if you read scripture the word is God is full of promises. From Genesis to Revelation, there's promises. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. I will never leave you or forsake you. you see, a promise is God's word that he's going to follow through on something. Oftentimes, a promise is conditional. If you do this, I will do this. Uh, seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. You see the promise and the condition? Is the promise is that God will draw nigh unto you if you draw nigh to him. If you take a step closer to God, God will meet you where you're at. That's a promise. It's based on a condition that you're willing to draw nigh to him and he will always meet you there. So the word of God is full of promises and it says through these, he has given us this very great and precious promises so that in his promises, so that through them, you may participate. And now here's the next big bomb. Listen to this. Not only do you have all that you need to live your life in godliness, but the second thing that he dictates to us is that through his promises, he has made us participants in, look what it says, in the divine nature. And let me explain that for a minute. He has made you participants in his divine nature. Now what is nature? Nature indicates origin. You say, well, what's the nature of that? You're asking, where did that come from, right? If we find a pig, we take a pig and we get a pig out of a stable and we clean up the pig and put detergent, scrub that pig down, and we put a little pink bow on that pig's ear, and we spray a little J-Lo perfume on that pig, and we say, okay, lady, now you are one classy lady. I mean, you are civilized, and now you used to be a pig, but now, oh, you are one gorgeous thing. And you're never going to go back to being a pig like you were. You have transitioned to a whole new level. And we keep that pig in a clean corral, and we keep that pig in a clean environment. We may think that we've made some real progress in changing the behavior and nature of that pig. However, if you are to let that pig out of that clean environment, and you are to let that pig loose near the pig farm, when that pig sees a mud puddle full of gook and mire and slop, the very first thing that pig is going to do is going to make a beeline towards that 
place of muck and mire and it's going to throw itself in there and roll around in it and snort and, and carry on and get mud caked all over. Why? Because that pig still has a pig's nature. And you may clean out the outside of a pig, but you do not change the nature of a pig by changing its appearance on the outside. Hear me well. A lot of our flaws in Christianity is that we try to change people from the outside. Most religion is directed at behavior modification rather than nature change. And and most religion is directed at how you can begin to behave differently and act differently even though you're not different inside. Christianity is not about behavior modification. Christianity is about changing the very essence of who you are so that your nature is altered, and when your nature is altered, then your behavior, your likes and dislikes and destiny and what you want and desire are changed as well. Because nature alters destiny, and nature alters what we like and what we don't like. Now listen to me well, this is really, really important, because a lot of people miss it here. A lot of people have been down the road of religion and ended up very frustrated with religion because they've tried to conform to standards that aren't their own. If religion could save you, Jesus would have never come. It's the focus on the inside that counts. A good word from Mark Job on Bold Steps Weekend. Part two of the message titled, Do I Have What It Takes, comes your way next week. Listen to this message again or follow along in this new series, Bullseye Living, Staying on Target with God, online at boldstepsweekend.org. If you've come to rely on the teaching of this ministry, why not become a bold partner? Your support will help cover the costs of bringing this practical Bible teaching to you week after week. We rely on our partners, no question about it. So if you'd like to become a Bold Partner, online go to boldstepsweekend.org or call us at 866-535-5580. As a thank you for your partnership, you'll also receive a copy of our Bold Step gift, a book called The Seven Resolutions, written by Moody's very own Carl Clausen, host of Carl and Crew Mornings in Chicago. And right now, Mark, you've got Carl right here in the studio. So many people today seem to be trapped in gloom, stuck in bad habits and patterns of sin. And the truth is, some of these strongholds can't be broken by just sheer willpower or trying to improve our life. In your book, The Seven Resolutions, you're offering just not another self-help book, but an alternative. Absolutely. Willpower is a mirage. Mm. And its power disappears when you need it most. (laughs) It's just absolutely true. God's power is sustained and it draws its strength through a couple of key disciplines. And here's what I'd say. Most Christians, maybe you're listening to us right now, you think, I've got to suck it up. I've got to make Mm -hmm. it happen. I got some great news for you. You can't. Only God can. And the other thing is this. Humility is the birthplace If you want to be positioned for real power, that's not a mirage, but will sustain you as a disciple of Christ. Humility is it. Mm. 
I love the quote by Andrew Murray. He says, humility is the one virtue that gives birth to every other virtue. Stay postured in need and the mirage of willpower, it'll let you down, but God's power never will. That's good. That's good. You're hearing Carl Clausen. If you're tired of being stuck and you've been trying to white knuckle it and change yourself and you say, I'm done, I've done this for years, then I would encourage you to pick up the book, The Seven Resolutions Where Self-Help Ends and God's Power Begins by Carl Clausen, who himself has admitted struggling in the flesh to try to change himself until finally he said, hey, God, this is your battle. All right. Thank you, men. And when you give a one-time gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend, we'll send you a copy of The Seven Resolutions. Call us today at 866-535-5580 or go online to boldstepsweekend.org. Remember, if your monthly gift is $30 or more, you'll receive a 50% discount on everything in the Moody Publishers product line. Imagine getting half off the entire line of Bible studies, DVDs, devotionals, biographies, and more. And you can use this 50% discount as often as you like, for as long as you like, when you're a monthly partner. So call today. That's 866-535-5580. Or visit us online at boldstepsweekend.org. You can also send your gift and request the seven resolutions in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps Weekend. 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. One more thing, I want to make sure you know about our daily program, simply known as Bold Steps. If you'd like to hear more powerful biblical teaching from Mark each day of the week, search for Bold Steps on your local station or go online to boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you back next weekend when Mark continues with part two of today's message. Find out, do I have what it takes next time on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.